Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. Theodore Rockwell is a go-getter reporter for the Chicago Gazette-Times-Herald, but by night, he becomes the Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the band, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode, Cannoli's Caper. And what's this? Ladies and gentlemen, lightning has apparently struck twice! Somehow, last week's sponsor, Manco Flakes, is still this week's sponsor! I know New Year's Eve was a few weeks ago, but this calls for a celebration. And let's face it, I've still got a bunch of champagne left over taking up space in my icebox. Not that I don't love bubbly, I'm just saying, perhaps be a little original when bringing something to a party. Like, I don't know, food? I'm sorry, I digress. Generic Mills Mango Flakes. They're edible. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, bringing you high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since... I'm sorry. <laughs> One sip and these bubbles go straight to my head. Previously on Throwing Shade. Really? Now, on to our story. Act 1, Scene 1. Il Padre Los Amegli. I bet we've been together for a million years. It was a perfectly typical day in Chicago. The spirit of camaraderie was high. Out of the way, ya moroon! Discussions of local flora and fauna abounded. For the last time, Irma, the Blackhawks ain't birds! Oh, Irv, next thing you're gonna tell me is that the Chicago Duffy Florals ain't a flower show. This is why we don't talk, Irma. And at the home of Police Chief Cannoli, it was another peaceful and serene morning. What, what are you all saying? I, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking What are you talking What are you talking What are you talking What's going on here? What are you trying to do? Break your mother's heart? Is that what you want? Because that's what you're going to do if you go through with this, Antonio. Mom, I'm not doing anything to you. I just want to be my own person. Can't you see that? You're only 12 years old. You don't get to be your own anything until I say so. What you're talking about is spitting on the memory of your family. 
I'm not spitting on anything. You spit all the time when you talk. It's disgusting. Yeah, I need an umbrella around him. That just means he's a grown-up. Papa spits all the time when he talks. That's not what she was... Can't you just butt out? <laughs> he said butt. Boys are nasty. Hey, I didn't say butt. Christopher said butt. I rest my case. Rest your face, Bella. Mom! Quiet, all of you. You're gonna drive me folla. Why can't you all be good little bambini like your sister, Donna? She never make a no trouble. She just never gets caught. Don't say that about your sister. She's an angel. I'm Mama's favorite. We, we know. know. You just wait until your father hears about this. Antonio, he's gonna have something to say. So? Not like I don't understand it. Hello, it's a me, Cannoli. <laughs> and the Puddles. We just had a nicer walk, didn't we, Puddles? <laughs> so many nice citizens all around. It'll make me happy to be police chief. It'll give me a ghost pimples. Goose. Eh? Huh? Doesn't give you ghost pimples, Dad. It gives you goose pimples. That don't make no sense. They appear and disappear out of nowhere, like a ghost. And whoever saw a goose with a pimples, eh? Why are they teaching you in that school? How to talk properly, for one thing. Eh? Dad, you're using your work voice. What? I'm sorry. Just so many people out there, I sometimes find it hard to switch back. It's all right, Carlo. We understand. You do what you have to do for this family, and we appreciate it. I don't know why you can't just talk the way you normally do. Here we go again. This is why you're always in trouble. No more talk like this, Carlo. Do you know what your son wants to do? Well, I'm sure whatever it is, you can handle it. I gotta get ready for work. He wants to take lessons to get rid of his accent. That's a nice Carmela. I'm sure whatever you think is the best. I gotta go get it in my uniform. Carlo Cannoli, you stop right there and listen to me. Uh-oh, Papa's gonna get it. We should end screen. Why? I like this part. You would. Girls, andiamo. I'm not going anywhere. You want? I'm coming too, but I'm Mama's favorite. We, we know. know. I gotta go to school. You're not moving a muscle until we get this straightened out. Carlo! Carmela, enough already with the yelling. Eh? We got a two-room apartment. I can't help but hear you, so there's no reason to yell. Now leave me alone about whatever it is, because I got enough of problems. The shade and the vamp haven't been seen in a weeks, and that means I gotta do all that work. And the mayor's breathing down my neck. That must tickle. That's not funny, Antonio. Is a little funny. <laughs> See, Puddles thinks so. Puddles drinks out of the toilet. <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> Carlo, this is important. Antonio... He's a big boy, and I'm sure whatever it is, you can handle it. You know I trust you to take care of these things, Carmela. I got a whole city to take care of. You only got one house. You'll be fine. I gotta go. You're not gonna forget about tonight, though. All right, Carlo. Tonight? How could I forget tonight? Of course I don't forget tonight. <laughs> What's tonight?
I'm going to school. I'm too young for the sight of blood. What's he talking about? Carlo, tonight we were supposed to go out to dinner. Remember? Oh, right. Yes, of course. Because of, um, of, um... Our anniversary! Right! <laughs> that, yes, I remember. No problem. I'm 100% sure I can make it. Probably. As long as work don't go too long. Work, work, work! You never pay attention to me no more! I got no time to pay attention to nobody but criminals. Don't worry, Carmela. We'll go out for dinner. Oh, Carlo! One of these days, sooner or later. I'm off! I love you too. Well, another thrilling day of housework ahead of me. Come on, Puddles. The shelves won't dust themselves. I couldn't agree more. Act 1, Scene 2. Graffiti Americani. Cannoli gets painted into a corner by the shade and the bed. Later that day, as Police Chief Cannoli was settling down at his office to a stack of paperwork he was determined to ignore completely by five o'clock, across town in Grant Park, something terrible was discovered. Eggs! That's terrible! Police! Police! What's the trouble? Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Now, now, ma'am. We're here to help you. Tell us what's so terrible. Isn't it obvious? Look! Terrible! Punch and John followed the little old lady's finger until they saw... Buckingham Fountain? I mean, I know it may be a bit oversized and not all that modern anymore, but I wouldn't say it's terrible, would you, Punch? I find it soothing myself. A reminder of a bygone era. A simpler time when... Not the fountain, you nits. On the fountain. Don't you see it? Right there in bright red paint. Terrible. Punch and John dropped their gaze a few inches and... Jump in Jehoshaphat. Would you look at that? See? What did I tell you? It's... Terrible. terrible. We have to tell the chief. You're right. He needs to know about this right away. To the motorcycles! Punch, there's a call box right here. You never let me have any fun. After Punch and John rang the station, a very agitated police chief cannoli arrived. I'm a very agitated. What are you calling me out here for? What's the matter with a fountain? Oh, Chief Cannoli, thank goodness you're here. Look. Pasta Fajour, that's terrible. What kind of cattivo spregevole would paint my name on the side of a Buckingham fountain? Hey, Punch, what's cat CD spread aioli? How should I know? You're Italian, aren't you? Frank Poncharello? I'm Pennsylvania Dutch. My family invented raincoats. Scusi, but 
But if I could interrupt your conversation about splitting the check when you buy raincoats in Pennsylvania. That's not. We got a crime to solve. There's a nice little old lady here who's a very, oh, what's the word? When you're concerned and uncomfortable. This is something. This, this. This what? No, no, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's, it's like you're angry and distracted. It's this, this. Distraught. No, no, it's, uh. Distraught. I think it's, uh. Distraught. I got it. Upset. This lady is a very upset. So we've got to do everything we can to track these vandals down. Punch. John, tell the patrols to keep an eye out. Don't you worry, ma'am. It's probably just some kids. You know what they like these days. Are you sure, Chief? Oh, yes. I have no doubt this will not happen again. Act 1, Scene 3. Il prima pagina. It happens again. It happens again. Extra! Extra! Read all about it! Vandalism happens again! Phantom Vandal paints Book Me Cannoli on the public library! Arrabbiata! And again. Extra, extra, read all about it. Phantom Vandal Prince, drum me out cannoli on Symphony Hall. Mustacholi. And you guessed it. Extra, extra, read all about it. Phantom Vandal paints mustaches on the Art Institute lions. Puttanesca. The situation was so out of hand, it caught the attention of the mayor. Mr. Mayor, look at this. Well. It caught the attention of Rosa Honeysuckle, who pried the mayor's attention away from matters of the state. Rosa, this had better be important. I was giving a donor dinner. There's not gonna be any donors if you don't find a way to stop this. What? Call in Cannoli. Cannoli was, in fact, called in. You called the mayor Crane? Chief Cannoli, this spat of vandalism has to stop. It's an epidemic. Which you can tell because it really got under his skin. Uh, Get it? Because epidemic is another word for skin? That's epidermis. Oh, well, never mind. Well, Cannoli, what are you going to do about this? I'm trying my best, Mayor Crane. I've increased the patrols and pulled in every young boy who's got a record for vandalism. But we get in nowhere. It's like this phantom vandal is a, um, a, um, uh... uh phantom? No, no, no. It's on the tip of my tongue. Even I know this one. Phantom. No, that's not it. It's something that's hard to see, eh? Like it's not really there, even though you could swear you saw it. Phantom! That's it! Ghost! I am correct. I tell you, Mayor Crane, this vandal, he's a slippery. He just disappears into the shadows. It's a... <gasps> Wait! What? You mean? What? There can be no other explanation. Here now, I'm the mayor. I insist on being in the loop. Mayor Crane, that's no good. I know you got a worker down here, but you have a, such a nice a house up in north. 
and nothing happens here in the loop after 5.30. Believe me. Not that loop. I mean, I want to know what you and Cannoli are talking about. Oh, well, in that case, I was just the same. What was I saying? That you figured out who the Phantom Vandal is. He did. I did? Who is it? Ay, Dios mío, the shade. The shade? The shade? I mean, uh, yeah, the shade. I was wondering how long it would take before you jumped to that conclusion. No! Why did you not come through the window? You're always yelling at me for doing that. And he doesn't like getting hit with brooms. No! Really, Shade? I literally walked in here with you. Sorry, I have lousy short-term memory. It's a miracle! Audience releases! Yes, feline dice to you too. This means I can close the window. Thank goodness, it's freezing in here. We wanted to stop by and let you know we had nothing to do with this defacement of public property. I know we're always on your list of undesirables, Chief. But this type of petty vandalism isn't our style. That's true. I'm sorry. I was just grasping at the drawers. I'm going to regret this. Straws. Eh? You were grasping at straws. That's ridiculous. Drawers have things in them, so you gotta find something to help you. Straws ain't good for nothing but breaking a camel's a beak. A camel's a beak? I admit, that one confuses even me. Shade, vamp, can you help? Normally, we'd be happy to assist. I feel a bot coming. However... Close enough. The Shade and I are chasing down information about a gang of criminals bent on some very shady shenanigans. Uh, shady as in of questionable morality. Not shady as in related to myself. Yeah, we got that. It does seem that whoever this vandal is, he has a personal vendetta against you, Chief Kenobi. Me? What I ever do to him? Figure that out, and chances are you'll find this phantom vandal. It appears you're the only man who can solve this case, Chief. Estamos tan jodidos. Eh? I said we're so joyful because you're on the case. Right, Mr. Mayor? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Utmost faith in you, Chief Cannoli. Rosa? Tell the maintenance crew to prepare for a lot of overtime. Good luck, Chief. Come on, Vamp. Hey, stupido! Did you not see me close the window? Sorry, I've got lousy short-term memory. And, and Vamp, bring a rope. I seem to have forgotten mine, and I'm presently clinging precariously to a ledge. Sorry, Rosa. Good luck, Chief. Chief Cannoli, we cannot have some ne'er-do-well running around the city desecrating beloved landmarks. I need you to catch this miscreant and do it quickly. Otherwise... Otherwise, what? 
Why you not finish the sentence? The suspense, she's a killing me. I think the ominous silence is supposed to imply that if you don't catch the phantom vandal, he is going to fire you. You can't fire me. I got a wife and four little bambini. I think you and your wife should finally start having children instead of buying expensive foreign automobiles. Huh? Eh? It's okay. I'll explain to him later. Mayor Crane, please don't do this. You can't fire cannoli. I don't want to, believe me. I mean, you work for half of what a natural born citizen would, but we need results. Don't you worry, Mayor Crane. You can count on cannoli. I'll find it is a phantom. I'm gonna use all of my brains and bring him to justice. Why doesn't that make me feel better? Look at it this way, Mr. Mayor. The lions look kind of cute with the mustaches. And somebody fixed that window! We'll return to throwing shade. Cannoli's caper in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, are you looking for a wholesome food that also won't break the bank? Are you tired of your family complaining that what you make isn't what they like to eat? Well, then look no further than Manco Flakes from Generic Mills. Every box of Manco Flakes contains enough vitamins, minerals, and essential nutrients to keep your body functioning at a perfectly adequate level. And since Manco Flakes doesn't waste time or expand on using ingredients that taste at all, even the finickiest eater in your family won't find anything wrong with the taste. Just listen. Hey, this Manco Flakes cereal is... You know, I don't believe anything you say, Heine, ever since you convinced me that the magic word to make sure the Tooth Fairy showed up and left me my money for my bicuspids was... was... I won't even say it. Look, I may joke about a lot of stuff, but I would never joke about breakfast. This cereal is... okay. I won't believe it unless Mikey tries it. Mikey? He doesn't like anything. I'm in the room, guys. I just have a highly developed palate. What's painting got to do with it? Just give me the cereal, Jaime. Hey. This cereal is... fair to middling. Hey! He's relatively indifferent to it. Hey, Mikey! Yes, friends, get your family Mango Flakes from Generic Mills. Mango Flakes. People don't hate it. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shade? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to 
do something. We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects. Sell advertising. Wait, sell... what? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving... Comedy starved. Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast. I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to our story. Act 2, Scene 1. Questione da Familia. You take the good, you take the bad. After leaving the mayor's office, Police Chief Cannoli went back to headquarters, anxious for some progress in the case. Sorry, Chief. No progress. Ah, Leo, Leo. That's it. I'm going home. Chief Cannoli made his way home, looking for some peace and serenity to soothe his fragile nerves. what your father has to say. Carmela, I'm a very tired, so can we please... Carlo, when are we going to have more children? Okay, i got to admit that wasn't what I was expecting. Carmela, we already got a four. Why you want another one? One? I'm Catholic. Good point. Two, it's tradition in my family to have one child for every letter of the alphabet. That's what I get for marrying into a family of booksellers. We've been married 13 years, Carlo. We should be up to M by now. Carmela, I'm a just a police chief. I can't afford an alphabet. I can't even afford an anachronism. Acronym. Eh? You mean an acronym, not an acronism. That's Cecile. Everybody knows an acronym is another name for spider. Bella, shh. Your father and I are fighting. We're not. The... Oh, yeah, you are. We need to have more children, because America has ruined Antonio. Yay! I get to be the oldest. He started talking with a horrible American accent. I can't understand anything he says. Ma, what are you hopping about? I'm talking plain English. See? What's that supposed to be? Carmela, I really don't have a And now Bella wants to wear makeup. All of my friends are wearing it. Christopher no longer wants to play football. They call it a soccer here, Mama. Nobody plays it. I want to play baseball. Lots of Italians play baseball. See what I mean? Only Donna is still a good girl. I'm Mama's favorite. We know! Can we please talk about this after I at least get to sit down? And we still haven't celebrated our anniversary! 
13 years, Carlo. That's a long time. Don't tell me. Don't ask for much. Just traditional gifts. One year is paper. Five years is wood. Ten years is tin. What's the 13? Black cats. You are such a, a boy. What's wrong with being a boy? When you get older, you'll understand. Yeah, well, you don't get to be the oldest. Only boys get to be the oldest. So I get to be your older brother. Ha! Mom! Yay, we're getting a cat. That's enough. I don't want to hear about a cat. Or accents. Or anniversaries. Or who's older or not. I want to sit down. Have a nice dinner. Put my feet up and relax. But Carlo! No! No buts! All day, everybody's been at me about these phantom vandals. The mayor. The people on the street, the press. What? I told you before, Puddles, no comment. Carlo, I think... No, Carmel, I can only focus on one problem right now. The Phantom Vandal. You gotta handle the rest of it. Now, I'm gonna go change, and then there better be some dinner. Yeah. Ask your mother! You heard your father. It's up to me. Antonio, you speak like an Italian. Ah, the nerds. Excuse me? A nerd, sir. Grazie. Bella, no makeup. You're not the house. There's no need to paint yourself like one. Mom, I won't be able to show my face at school. Well, if you're not showing your face, you don't need no makeup. Christopher, you can play baseball, but only if the team has an Italian name. Oh, Mama, our team is called the Angels. <laughs> Sounds Catholic, so it's okay. And Donna? I get a cat. Jimmy Christmas, there ain't no cat, you noodle brain. Carmela Cannoli paused as she tried to decipher exactly what it was Antonio had said. When she found it impossible to get past the accent, she fell back on an old standby. Righteous motherly anger. Antonio, I don't know what you just said to your sister, but you take it back right now, or I'll lavare la bocca con il sapone! Now it was Antonio's turn to pause, trying to decipher his own language a language he had spent countless hours trying to ignore. He looked to Bella for help. Unsurprisingly, she refused, choosing instead the less Italian and more German concept of Schadenfreude, which she instinctively understood even if she couldn't spell it or pronounce it. <laughs> Although that did catch the spirit, he turned to Donna, whose mind was elsewhere. I think I'll call the cat Mr. Mittens. Thankfully, Christopher fulfilled the ancient code of brothers before mothers and came to his rescue. She said she'd wash your bowling ball with a spoon. This family's nuts. Child, stopping off like that. Why can't 
this. It's not fair. Wait. I've got it now. She said the floor was lava. Donna, you're still my favorite. I know. When are we going to get the cat? Two, scene two, in Club de la Calazion. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. The next day, after Police Chief Canoli rushed out of the house, I got no time for breakfast. I gotta catch that phantom of Andal. Otherwise, it's gonna be my ice in a sling. Oh, you mean the order? And she finally got the children off to school. Christopher pushed me! She pushed me first! You can't push girls! Sure I can. See? Mom! Christopher pushed me! Christopher! Running late! Gotta go! Oh no, you don't! Get back here! Wait for me! I'm sorry, Tony can only no eat no bacon and eggs. I can only eat the spaghetti and the meatballs. Antonio? Sorry, I gotta go to a school and study really hard so someday I can grow up and be a big Italian plumber. Look at me, pasta fromaggio, cavatappi, a river dirt cheap. After Carmela cleaned up all the uneaten breakfast and did a quick top-to-bottom clean of the entire house, she headed into town to do some shopping. But instead of going to her neighborhood market, she got on a bus and headed to the Russian side of town. There, she stopped into a small store hidden away on a side street. Hello! Welcome to Bali's Bazaar. I am Bali Laika, proprietor. How may I be helping you today? Hello! I needed to do some grocery shopping, but I don't know what to do. I make a hearty breakfast for my family every day, but my husband and children run out of the house without taking a single bite. I'm at the end of my hope. I believe you are meaning rope. Rope? That's not a bad idea. I can tie them to chairs and make them eat. While that is preferred way in my country, I am understanding here it is frowned upon. Then what can I do? I hate wasting food. I have just the thing for you. Manco flakes from generic meals. Manco flakes from generic meals? Is there echo? Da. Manco flakes from generic meals. Oh, but that is only cereal. Exactly. In hectic, hurly-burly of modern life, it's not always possible to be eating large, complicated breakfast. Today, people are wanting quick nutrition. And that is Manco flakes. Here, try some. 
unremarkable. Remarkable. It's true. With no taste to make you slow down to enjoy it. Manco flakes can be eaten in half the time of other breakfast foods, allowing spouses and children to at least be pausing on their way out the door. Is it a good for you? Eh, it's fine. Oh, but it does job. Remember, you have to eat, so it might as well be Manco flakes. Oh, well, I'll take three boxes. Now, please, uh, tell me something, Mr. Laika. Bal, please. Mr. Laika is my father, wherever he may be. He was taken during the revolution by the Cossacks. He was uh, taken by people dressed as priests. No, you're thinking of Cossacks. He was attacked by footstools. That is a hazard. The food they make in the south out of pork? That is hemhock. And before you are continuing, what was it you wanted to ask me? Ah, yes. I have heard that you sell non-grocery items. Is this true? Madam, here at Bali's Bazaar, you can be finding everything and anything. If it is not here, you are not needing it. Excellent. I was hoping... You could help me with a surprise for my husband. Now, here's what I need. Act 2, Scene 3. Squadra di Polizia. Let's be careful out there. Later that day, at police headquarters, Police Chief Canoli, Ponch, and John finished going through the old case files. They were exhausted. I gotta take a break. I'm like an automobile tailpipe. What? I'm exhausted. You're lucky I always keep my gun unloaded. Chief, we've gone through all the old case files. Didn't I just say that? I'm pretty sure I just said that. And I can only find one person who might have a grudge against you. Who? Small-time crook from Oklahoma named Slim Longbranch. He'd been in and out of the slammer for a few years, and you arrested him for vandalism a few years back. If he's a such a jailbird, why would he hold a grudge against me? While he was in stir, his wife left him, he lost his house, and he ended up with a nagging cough he couldn't get rid of. He just got out two weeks ago. That's a great. I got an angry cowboy with turbo closets after me. Tuberculosis. That's what I said. Well, look on the bright side, Chief. What's at the bright side? At least you'll hear him coming. I never liked you. John, did you find anything? I did find one possible perpetrator. Art forger named Pierre Delacroix. You arrest him for selling phony paintings? He's apparently got very angry when you, quote, made disparaging comments about his abilities. He wasn't terrible. His Whistler's mother was standing up. He threatened revenge and he got out three weeks ago. Well, that face on the phone did show a distinct lack of a technique. The problem is, I also found the one. I arrested a fellow a few months back for disturbing the peace. Jack Romero. He was standing on a street corner telling a joke. So. You arrested him for that? They were really bad jokes. That's fair. And he didn't have a permit. He just got out of last week. 
right before all of those terrible puns got painted on the buildings. So now what do we do? We do what all good police officers do. Donut break? No! No more donuts, eh? People are going to think that's all we do. Hooray! To the motorcycles! Punch, I told you, you only get to ride the motorcycles if you fill your ticket quota for the month. You never let me have any fun. No, now all we do is ask the shade and the vamp to go get them. Police Chief Cannoli sat back with the satisfied smile of a man who had just solved the case. But, Chief, didn't they say they couldn't help? Yeah, something about finding a gang of criminals. Ah, uh, that was about hunting down the Phantom of Anger. We found them. All they gotta do is go pick them up. Sorry, that won't be possible. Ah! Shane, how do you get in here? You left the door open. Not very secure. <laughs> Shade, we talked about this. I know, but now it's practically a reflex. It's... it's... Pavlovian? Yeah, that rings a bell. Sorry, couldn't resist. And before anyone could truly register the pain of that pun, a noise was heard out in the alley behind police headquarters. That sounds like a cans are clanking. <coughs> and that's a cough. As slowly and silently as possible, everyone made their way to the window overlooking the alley. All right, everybody. This is where we catch the Phantom of Andal. Will Cannoli apprehend the Phantom Vandal? He'd better... Will the shade and the vamp help? We'd love to, but we have this thing. Thing? What thing? You know the thing at the place with the people? Oh, yes, that thing. Definitely a thing. And what was Carmela's surprise for cannoli? If I tell you, it's a not a surprise no more. Questions that were asked in the general vicinity of these will be answered in next week's blood-chilling conclusion to Throwing Shade, Cannoli's Caper. Here's a sneak listen. Oh! Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater, Eclectic Full Contact Theater, announcing the Chicago premiere of David J. Lower's The Rough Guide to the Underworld. What fresh hell is this? It's a travelogue like you've never seen. Mash up a Ken Burns documentary with scenes cribbed from Sorkin and Mamet. Add commentary from Virgil, Dante, and Twain. Infuse it with high-proof music and video. Then blend until frothy. And hang on tight. You're taking a ridiculous ride through everyone's favorite mythical anti-destination! Runs May 5th through June 6th, 2020 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Check out all the info at eclectic-theater.com. Tickets on sale soon. Loyal listeners get a special discount. Use the code WEDNESDAY and get up to 50% off your tickets. This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater 
and sponsored by Generic Mills Mango Flakes. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher, Reed Henry, Daniel Hood, Serena Johnston, Noelle Pleiss, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, and Rochelle Prude. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is Daniel Hool. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Pleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station! Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Mike Drugan. Luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.